It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find our content on iTunes. That is where you can subscribe to the show, look for us on Spotify and all over. Wherever you can get a podcast, you can get Locked on Packers. I promise you. Alexa, play Locked on Packers. Google Home. Okay, Google, play Locked on Packers. I hope I didn't just make your Google Home or whatever it is play the show. But you know what? At the same time, I also hope that I did. And if you ever want to be a part of the show and contribute your own question or comment, hit up the Locked on Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. We have Pete Doherty on the show today from the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. He wrote a column on Monday about the Packers and the potential rift between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. And it's something that we are going to talk about and and I will, uh, frankly, play devil's advocate on. I don't think there is anything major in terms of a cause for concern with Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. I don't think it will undermine the season. That being said, if this team doesn't win 11 or 12 games and compete for a Super Bowl title, I do think there is a very real scenario in which Mike McCarthy is not back next season. There are legitimate Candidates out there that could replace him, I think John DeFilippo in Minnesota is very much one of those guys. I think there are candidates out there that could potentially appeal to Mark Murphy. And given the new arrangement in this front office, and that's something we'll get into with Doherty, uh, you know, it is more likely now than it has ever been in the in the Aaron Rodgers era that Mike McCarthy's job is on the line. That being said, and I wrote about this for Acme Packing Company, I think the scheme is actually not the problem with the Green Bay offense. Execution is, and Mike McCarthy spoke to that on Monday. There are a couple situations, and and you know this is something we discussed on the show yesterday. The give-up calls on third and long are ridiculous and need to end. And Aaron Jones needs to play more snaps. And Mercedes Lewis needs to play over Lance Kendricks. But by and large, the scheme has improved. And I got some tweets yesterday and today and and frankly over the last few weeks about, oh, well, you know, it's the same old stuff from McCarthy. No, it's not. This offense looks different. And you can be frustrated in similar ways that you have been in previous years. And that's totally fine and totally reasonable. It's not the same offense. And it is not the same issues. I got this text on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. Hello, Peter. What's happening? 
It's from Sean D. in Illinois, and he said, Hey, Peter, what's your honest thoughts on McCarthy and his bold-headedness when it comes to making decisions on proper personnel like Jones being our starting running back and not playing Lewis over Kendricks, who couldn't catch a cold naked in a blizzard? Thank you so much for that imagery. Um, clearly a, a longtime listener of the show because all of those things are obviously things that I agree with. Mike McCarthy said on Monday that he is happy with where the numbers are. And in terms of, of snaps, I understand wanting to split them. You, you want to keep everyone healthy. Ty Montgomery has an injury history. Aaron Jones has an is- injury history. And so from that standpoint, you want these guys healthy in December, January, and hopefully February when these games really, really matter. So the snap counts now are less important than they will be down the road. And I don't think that's something that we can just overlook. But I wrote about this for SB Nation. The problems that Green Bay has, and Aaron Rodgers has every right to be upset about these problems, the problems are fixable. They are because essentially you have two personnel things. Aaron Jones needs to be playing more and Lance Kendricks needs to be playing less. Those are first and foremost. And then two or three times a game, Rodgers is going to be upset about Mike McCarthy giving up on third and long. And I'm going to be upset too because that's just stupid. Those calls are calls made on the margins. I mean, Green Bay at one point on Sunday was 8 for 10 on third down. And those two non-conversions were on third and long situations. McCarthy ran a draw on the first one. And then there was the, the receiver screen on the second one. And you can say, okay, well, those two suck. And they do. But those other eight count. So from that standpoint, you look at it and you say, okay, I'm frustrated with these two calls, but these other calls were effective. They were they they got us first downs if you're a Packers fan. And that is the part of this offense that I think Green Bay can hang their hat on right now. But the other part is, okay, they can be 5 to 10% better in that way. You give Aaron Jones some more carries, they can be 5 to 10% better there. You reduce the snaps that Lance Kendricks is playing and instead play Mercedes Lewis, you can get 5 to 10% better there. And now all of a sudden, your offense looks like the offense that it should be because those things can compound. And you can get exponentially better based on just a few little decisions like this. And that is the point that I think, look, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be upset if this were a garbage offense and they had garbage personnel. He would just be like, look, this is just who we are. The reason Aaron Rodgers is upset is because this is a talented offense with a really good offensive line, a talented backfield, talented receivers, and obviously an all-world talent at quarterback. If they couldn't be good, you wouldn't be frustrated. Because, I mean, what's the point of being frustrated about a crap offense with crap personnel and crap scheme? They don't have that. They have a really good offensive personnel set, and they have a quality scheme. I keep getting texts about this and, and tweets about this. The scheme has been fine. It's been, it's been good even. Receivers are open. They've had some really great concepts the last couple of weeks, concepts that did not exist in this offense last year or the year before. When Mike McCarthy said, I'm going to revamp this offense with Joe Philbin, he wasn't lying. There are new concepts in this scheme. They are doing different things in the passing game. They are playing differently and giving Aaron Rodgers more opportunities to shine. 
And he has to take some responsibility in this. He has to take some responsibility for the missed throws. There were, according to McCarthy, five drops on Sunday. And and I can think of maybe three or four Allison had. You know, the one on the sideline, I don't consider that a drop. That would have been a great play. But he had the drop on third down. Kendricks had a drop. There were three or four ones that I would say are drops. But there were also probably three or four throws that Aaron Rodgers should have made. And this is the same thing that happened in Washington. He should he had three or four, maybe five or six even, throws that he should have made that he didn't make. And you can look at the drops, the Randall Cobb plays and the Lance Kendrick play, and you say, okay, well, if those plays are made, the outcome of the game could have been different. Well, if Aaron Rodgers makes that throw to Devontae Adams, maybe the game is different. And, and there are a number of plays in the last few weeks that are like that. Now, Rodgers getting healthier, this offense should be getting better. And all of the problems that this offense has, really, I mean, 95% of the problems are, are problems that can be fixed with a tweak in personnel and just a little bit more aggressive play calling. That's it. And then the execution. McCarthy is 100% right about the fact that this offense just needs to execute better. And I don't mean they need to run better routes. They need to create more separation. No. Make the catch. Make the reads. Make the blocks, make the throws. I mean, it's basic, fundamental football that Green Bay is failing at when it comes to some of this execution. And, and that is just something that, as a coach, you can't abide, as a player, you can't abide. And luckily for the Packers, is something they can fix. Before we get to Pete Doherty, I want to talk to you about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? There is. It's called Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters and find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the largest online consignment and thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. These are quality, hand-inspected items added every day. And if something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. And I have a special offer for Locked On Packers listeners. Get 35% off select items on your first order with promo code LOCKED on find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage use the promo code locked on to get 35 percent off your first order and speaking of saving money let me help you save money on the sports content that you're looking for at the athletic if you don't already know the athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smart sports content for diehard fans exactly like you and their model is simple no ads, no pop ups, no autoplay videos. Instead, readers subscribe for authentic, in depth coverage written by journalists who know their team inside and out. Coverage goes well beyond game recaps and trade speculation to provide smarter analysis and a deeper perspective about teams 
and the league. Subscribers have access to local and national content. It's not just Packers and Brewers and Badgers. The Brewers, by the way, now the number one seed in the NL playoffs. Terrific content at The Athletic for the Brewers. Subscribe now and be part of the future of journalism. And when you go to theathletic.com slash Packers, you'll get 40% off your first year subscription. That's $2.99 a month. That's a latte. Not even with the syrup. That's just the regular latte. If you like a vanilla latte, this is cheaper than that. Go to theathletic.com slash Packers to get 40% off your first year subscription. All right, let's bring in Pete Doherty. He's a Packers columnist for the Green Bay Press-Gazette and USA Today Network. You can find him at PackersNews.com. He is Pete Doherty. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Doherty. That's D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. Pete, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Thanks for having me, Peter. So you wrote a, a column uh, following the Packers' 22 to nothing shutout win against the Buffalo Bills that – uh, you know, I, I think points out a lot of problems that maybe fans have been seeing for a while that, that uh, Aaron Rodgers articulated with his frustration with this offense. Uh, what what stood out to you from what Rodgers said following the game that, that led you to, to pen this column? So what jumped out was, you know, we've all seen, you know, in the past over the five, past, what, five or six years where, you know, you've seen them like – arguing on the sidelines mm-hmm. where Rodgers will bark at McCarthy and sometimes McCarthy barks back. Um, but this is the first time I remember where, you know, Rodgers pretty directly, without naming McCarthy by name, he was still pretty directly uh, criticizing the game planning, <clears throat> the game planning game and the play calls for that, for that game. That's the first time I remember seeing that or hearing that. So it just jumped out at me that, you know, there's still, there's still, you know, some tension between these two as far as the way they see things. And, you know, creative tension and all that, all those things can be good. Um, but the quarterback, uh, head coach relationship is so important. You know, you can't have that dominate the relationship. And so it's just, uh, you know, I don't, don't know how this season is going to turn out. If they have, they could still have a really good season and this could just be a blip on the screen or this could be the sign of, you know, things starting to, to kind of fall apart between them. It's just, there's no way to know how this is going to turn out, but it just, jumped out at me that this was different than than the sideline uh, spats in the past. Well, it, it's interesting that, that you've pointed out both the sideline uh, issues in the past, uh, you know, and, and what could happen in the future. Um, I, I'm, I am curious because this is something that we've seen them, they've, we've seen them start slowly offensively in the past and Rogers, you know, famously with the relax, but you know, this, this does have a potentially different feel given the way 2016 started, the way 2015 went offensively, uh, and, and the way 2017 went when Rodgers wasn't on the field. I guess I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective if you think you know, the, the equation has changed when it comes to McCarthy's standing within this organization. Oh, I think the pressure's on to win. You know, Rodgers is 34 to, to win, you know, to win another Super Bowl. I mean, the fan base is, you know, clearly, uh, you know, concerned or getting anxious for a, another Super Bowl. And I think the people who run things out there, you know, they want to win at least one more Super Bowl with Rodgers. At, you know, they've got this great quarterback, at least one more. And I think they're hoping for more. Yeah, the pressure's on a lot more, you know, and 
I mean, they've been together 13 years. Uh, Rogers has been the starter for 10 years. That's a long time together, and mm-hmm. people wear on each other. I mean, look what's going on in New England. Yep. You know, all those reports out of there. That that's not just that's not made up stuff. Robert Kraft's calling that you know jealousy. That's not jealousy. It's something's going on there. And even Brady's dad was. I saw a quote from him saying, you know, these things always end badly. You know, they talk about it being family, but it isn't. And he's his dad's expecting it to end badly. You know, not necessarily this year, but some somewhere down the road. So I, you know, that's what happens in this. It's a pressure cooker and. Um, you know, it brings out both the best and, and worst out of people and you got big egos and strong personalities. And, um, these are the, these are the things that happen and, you know, none of us can see the future, but this could go a couple different ways. And, and one of them's, you know, winning and, and having finishing and having them having a really good season. Another one is things falling apart. Rogers has seen it gone badly right at the end of a quarterback's career. He, he only has this job because things went badly with, the Packers and the old quarterback that was there, obviously Brett Favre. So uh, I, I am interested to see how this plays out because Aaron Rodgers has become a, a fixture in the community, now a part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. And it seems like he wants to finish his career here. Uh, I, I don't, obviously, you, you know, no one can, can see the future, as you said, but it does feel like we we might be setting up for a power struggle in Green Bay. That's definitely a possibility. And then the equation has changed because Mark Murphy changed the setup of the front office. So instead of having a GM who was football czar who made all the football decisions, and as long as you know that basically um, he he makes all the calls and the coach and the, the roster and everything, and he's evaluated and you know that the president that didn't get rid of the coach if he didn't like the way things were going he had to get rid of the gm and then the gm would take care of the coach so uh, but that's different now murphy's got the coach the gm and the cap guy all reporting directly to him and um it's not super clear but i it sure appears as though you know the decision on whether mccarthy is back after this season is going to be murphy's i mean it i don't that's why he set it up this way i think was to ease Gutekunst into the job and um, so who knows what Mark Murphy is thinking about all this at uh, at this point we've got three months of a season to go that's uh, that's a short time but also a lifetime in this league let's zoom out a little bit from this particular uh, you know this particular micro drama on the team and look at the team as a whole they are two one and one um, really should be uh, three and one, the NFL league office when it comes to the Clay Matthews penalty has essentially admitted as much without saying those words. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but do you see the potential for this offense to get it rolling? Because it seems like Aaron Jones uh, should be a focal point of this offense, perhaps more than he is. And, and some of the, the criticisms that Rodgers had after the game, that Devontae Adams should get the ball more, that Jimmy Graham should get the ball more, all seem like fixable issues for this team yeah and I think you know whenever this guy's your quarterback I mean you always have a chance to be really explosive I mean even look at you know a couple of years ago you know you mentioned the the relaxed season well then two years ago it was we'll run the table and mm-hmm. he did run the table um and they got to the cha- NFC championship game that year yeah they can with this guy you can you always have a chance and can be explosive and you know, as they get Jimmy Graham more integrated, now he's not the, the athlete. He can't run like he could, you know, four or five years ago, but he's still a big athletic target and, you know, a huge, uh, you know, with that huge wingspan and catch radius, you know, he's a the guy they want to use in the red zone and 
over the middle of the field. And like you mentioned with uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, I you know, that's really big, the dynamic he brings to the offense. Now I think they they got to walk a little bit of a fine line there because um, the guy appears to be injury prone. I mean, mm-hmm. tore one MCL last year, then the other. Missed three weeks of camp this year with the hamstring. So I'm sure that's why they're keeping his snaps down is they just want to limit his work, limit his exposure to injury because they need this guy in December and January. But he is, like, with the ball in his hands, he's their best guy. I mean, any of us, we all can see that. So, uh, you know, the more he's, he works into the offense, the better off they'll be. And, you know, maybe Valdez Scantling will um, get a little better as the season goes on. Really tough for those rookie receivers to make much impact, but you sure. never know. And December and January, he might be a little better. Um, and it, but you know the big thing is they've got this quarterback, and with him, you've always got a chance to put up thirty-five or forty points in a game. We're going to get back to Pete in just a second, but before I do, I want to remind you about our partnership with MyBookie.ag. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, which is why I tell you about my bookie. They've been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. I'd only recommend a service to you that I believe in, which is why I'm telling you about my bookie because when you win, they pay. They've got live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perk system in the business. Right now, they're so slammed with new bettors and so popular with new players They want to help you get on the action and pay you to do it. That's right. They're literally going to pay you to make a deposit at mybookie.ag if you deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern. They'll give you an additional $25 in free play on any deposit over $100. And they're already going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Go to mybookie and enter the promo code Locked on 25 to get that dollar for dollar deposit bonus up to $1,000 plus that $25 in free play. That's locked on 25 at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Today's show is also brought to you by Loki. I told you about this yesterday. They are a new sponsor here. And if you want Packers, swag. These bracelets are absolutely for you. I wore them on Sunday. We've talked about some superstitions on this podcast. The Packers won on Sunday, by the way, while I was wearing the bracelet. Not saying that there's a correlation, but I'm not saying there's not a correlation. The Loki bracelet comes in green and gold. That's what I was wearing. But here's the thing about it. It also holds water from Mount Everest. This is serious. The highest point on earth and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. And it's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and the lows, which is great for a sports fan because we constantly need to be reminded to stay balanced. It is tough. I understand that. And since Loki is friends with the show, they're offering an exclusive 25% discount to Locked On Packers listeners. Trust me, this is the best deal you're going to find. Don't get fooled by the bracelets on eBay or or Etsy on the internet. They're not the real deal. Use the promo code PACKERS25 when checking out, and you're going to get that exclusive discount. Go to lokai.com, that's L-O-K-I-H.com, and use the promo code PACKERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. And now back to Pete. 
from based on what we've seen so far this season, they've they've shown some flashes defensively and then really put together a monster game on Sunday. Can this defense be good enough if the offense does figure it out to put them in a position to contend in the NFC? Yeah, I'm wondering the same thing, and um, I, I'm you know you can't. So might the Packers, by say, the way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't say um, you, you can't rule it out. Uh, they don't. They have some issues. They don't rush the passer real well, but their inside pass rush finally showed some life yesterday. Now they were all also going against this quarterback who just wasn't. You know, he was just overwhelmed, and yep. um, you know, rookie rookie Josh. I mean, he's a rookie. He just he looked every bit the rookie, and he just got uh, overwhelmed by you know the circumstances, by the blitzes, by the you know the coverage disguises. I mean, Buffalo didn't have a chance. It's going to be a lot tougher this week against Matthew Stafford. You, know, you got Brady and Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson and playoffs. You know you're going to have all those quarterbacks you're going to face, but they do have talent at cornerback and depth of mm. talent at quarterback with King and Alexander and Josh Jackson and uh, Tremont Williams is playing really well. Thirty five year old guy that's you know kind of unbelievable, but they have ability and those guys could be a lot better players in December and January than they are now. Those the young guys. Um, that gives you a chance. That gives Petten a chance at, as they get better to blitz more, to do some of the things he likes to do to pressure quarterbacks and uh, get a little more complicated and put more on the, on the coverage team. Um, I just, you know, will that be enough? Those guys will have to make plays. They, you know, they might get beat some, but they're going to need to get some interceptions too to change some games. Uh, you know, that'll be a big part of whether Alexander and, and Jackson could do that as the season goes on. They both they both seem to have some ball hawk ability in them. Uh, but I don't know if there's if they'll end up being enough pass rush there or not. Um, they they'll have a chance if those corners can, can improve, and it's not out of the question that they would. Think of Atlanta uh, a couple of years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. They started. I think it was three rookies on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, two inside linebackers and Keanu Neal, who was basically playing that nickel nickel safety corner kind of position. And in the first half of the season, they weren't real good. By the second half of the season, that wasn't a bad defense. Uh, and mainly because those three guys improved a lot. So that's the kind of thing the Packers have to be looking for over the next three months. Yeah, I, before I let you go, I, I did want to ask about Jair Alexander in particular because he seems to just be a ball of absolute energy and excitement and swagger. And he is, he just, he's playing 100 miles an hour at all times. He is the first person to high five every defensive player that makes a big play. He he loves to do the social media for the Packers after the game. He had a hilarious video that they put out. Have have you sensed a, a change in energy, not just from from him, but from this whole defense? Because it does seem like they're playing with a little bit more confidence, a little bit more swagger uh, early in the season than we've seen the last few years under Dom Capers. And I don't, I can't tell if it is personnel, if it's Mike Patton, or what's going on there. What's your read on this defense? Yeah, you, you just watching what you see on the field, you, you know, you see some of that. I, you know, there's a lot to like with Alexander. He's really explosive. He's fast. He's got catch-up speed, and he he really competes. Um, you know, I, I remember seeing that in camp. There was a pass along the sidelines. The guy caught it. I can't remember what which receiver it was, and he kept trying to rip that ball out, even a step or two out of bounds. I mean, he just competes hard like that all the time. Uh, he comes up and tackles, so there's a lot. He's short. That's the only thing, relatively speaking. So there's that's that's the only thing. But otherwise, there's a lot to like there. Josh Jackson's a ball hawk. I think that just the, that ability 
brings the juice more than, you know, mm-hmm. personality matters too, but just having guys who can explode and run around the field and make things happen, that probably brings some of that juice. And Patton's got a little different approach too. He's a little more of a, you know, Capers was an older guy and uh, it was it was more uh, just even keel. His approach was super even keeled where Patton's, you know, he's not a crazy maniac or anything like that, but he's just got a little more, a little more juice to him, you know, and, and there are a lot of ways to do it. Like a Tom Landry, he was as stoic as they came and he was one of the best defensive coaches in league history. So it doesn't mean there's a right way or wrong way, but Petten does bring a, just a little bit more of that juice to it. I was, I was nodding my head through all of that. So that, that's, uh, that, that's great. Uh, Pete, I appreciate you joining the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Peter. And, uh, anytime. I want to thank Pete Doherty again for joining the show. He is always generous with his time. I thought this was a great opportunity to bring him in when he had a column like this, a strong take. We had him on last year. I don't necessarily think that there is some sort of irreconcilable rift with the Packers, and I don't mean to just sort of throw that out there, but it is worth monitoring over the remainder of the season. This is not a perfect situation, and Aaron Rodgers has had his problems with Mike McCarthy in the past, And Mike McCarthy handled everything on Monday at his press conference as well as you could ask a coach under these circumstances. He was poised. He handled these questions with a plume. I was actually very impressed with the way Mike McCarthy handled it. And and frankly, I was surprised, as, as Pete Doherty points out, with the way that Aaron Rodgers handled it. Passion in the moment. Aaron Rodgers is a competitive guy. Mike McCarthy has said that on a number of occasions, and I think that's right on. And and to some degree, I think some of this just trickles off the back of McCarthy, but I think he takes this seriously. He wants Aaron Rodgers to be happy because a happy Rodgers means a productive Rodgers, but also, frankly, a pissed-off Rodgers also means a productive Rodgers, but in a different kind of way. Mike McCarthy wants Rodgers firing on all cylinders, and so he needs to find a way to get that done. But but so does Aaron, frankly. So they need to get this offense in gear. I think that's a possibility this week. The Randall Cobb injury, which we'll get to later in the week, is something that we, we need to keep an eye on. He was apparently nowhere near being able to go on Sunday, and so potentially unlikely this week to go against Detroit. But the good news is Detroit's run defense is an atrocity. Green Bay's run offense has been very good so far this year. So hopefully they're able to find some balance against Detroit, can score enough points to win, and get this thing rolling down. Hill, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate us on iTunes. Find us on Spotify, on Google Play. Put us on your smart product, whatever it is, Alexa, Google Home. Play Locked on Packers. Do it. You will be happy that you did. And if you ever want to contribute to the show, you can do that at the Locked on Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. And always do your best to stay Locked on Packers. For listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.